Yeah. See, this is not an era of telling people what to do. That was leadership of my advice, as I say, is stop looking for perfection. Mm. Uh, stop looking for the right subordinates. Uh, your 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 leadership comes to the fore when uh, when when it's about you know you don't have uh, options or you don't have choices. Equating managers to leaders, no. Leadership comes to the fore when you have nothing to offer. Yet people stick by you because you know that's a very personal trait. Hmm. And what is key to this kind of a connection where people have your back, they are there with you? What What does it really take for a leader to create that? Yeah, you cannot sit in an air-conditioned tent and direct a war. You have to be right in the forefront. The ecosystem is such that nobody thinks in the long term about the organization. Hmm. It's all about, okay, my innings, let me pass it without a, you know, let it go pass on without a noise yeah i don't care i read somewhere they say yeah. that you grow old yeah the only questions that are going to be asked of you is uh, how's your health and how's your children hello everybody and a very warm welcome to yet another episode of the podcast series asta unplugged where we engage in some real talk with some real powerful leaders and today i have with me Dr. Mukul Chopra, who's a powerful HR leader. He's uh, had a vast experience across domains, various sectors, telecom, retail, infrastructure, supply chain, and has lent his services in the field of HR consulting, operations management, executive search, customer relationship management, and team building. Currently, he is the CHRO, Chief Human Resources Officer for Convigenius, and let me tell you, in, in my interactions with him, um, of course, he's, he's a very, very powerful leader by virtue of uh, what he's been doing for the past years. But also, I think uh, a very dynamic, he has a beautiful and a brilliant sense of humor that I have experienced. And I'm sure that's going to come in today, Dr. Mukul. I'm really looking forward to that. Um, we've had some lovely interactions and I am really looking forward to this conversation today because we're going to be talking about something very fundamental, very critical and coming from a leader because we're talking about who do you need to be as a leader in an organization? What is this whole leadership game about? And coming from a powerful leader, uh, not just because of the designation that he holds, but uh, for what he's created and how he's evolved. So we would definitely delve deeper into that and get down to little basics. So those of you who are watching this today, uh, you would be, uh, you're in for a treat for sure. Look at what resonates with you. What can you pick up for yourself? What can you implement? And also feel free to put down your comments or your queries and we'll be happy to have Dr. Mukul answer those. Yes. Super. So very warm welcome, Dr. Mukul. Such a pleasure to have you here and thank you for agreeing to be here. No, no, Asad. I think the, the honor is all mine. The privilege is all mine. And thank you for having me on this show. Uh, I will try my best to do justice and live up to the expectations of the audience. Okay. And here. So, well, thank you again for having me on the show. Thank you so much. So I, I just want to uh, begin by asking this so much. This word leader is used um, very commonly and I'd say very loosely also at times. And there are different connotations. Who, what would you, uh, you know, or who would you call a leader? How would you define a leader? Okay, so, okay. Um, you know, there was a quote where I, um, and, and and which I'd read a long time ago and it stood by me was that, you know, uh, a great leader or a leader is one who makes others around him feel small. Okay. But a truly great leader is a person who makes others around him feel equally great. Okay. See, to me, leadership does not have, it need not be demonstrated. It has to be felt. You know, you don't have to go parroting about what you are. People need to sense, uh, um, as I call it, uh, something like an executive presence. You know, uh, you'll very often, you know, you'll see that uh, 
sometimes in a hall full of people, uh, there's one person who commands attention and it's not by virtue of you know the wealth or the power he or she wields. It's just by the aura they have. They naturally gravitate you yeah. towards them. So, so that to me is a leader. Okay. Um, yeah. See, this is not an era of telling people what to do. That was leadership of, or, you know, your. Now it's about harnessing them, hmm. giving them directions. Okay. Because uh, for them to accept you as a leader is that, uh, you know, it's, it's more like a consultative thing. They'll come to you when they think that you would be able to give them something which perhaps they have been struggling. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's that 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 in a sense is about leadership nowadays, and it has got nothing to do with designation, got nothing to do with uh, power, it's got nothing to do with money. Sure, it's something which is intrinsic. Hmm. You cannot acquire it. Wow. So uh, a lot of times we also say, usually when we talk about leaders, people instantly connect or associate it with the designation and they talk about, oh, the leader, the boss. That's what they say. But the way you said, it's not uh, it's not by virtue of designation alone. It's intrinsic and uh, maybe a homemaker in her capacity is uh, a leader too, you know, right. just by virtue of the influence that she creates. So when we talk about people working in an organization at different levels, you know, somebody who's even a front-end executive, right, is a leader in a certain capacity, right? What does it really entail, you know, to, I don't see that kind of a mindset, you know, and neither that is propagated, neither that's kind of talked about. It's usually in the terms of, oh, he's a leader and he's not. Right, what kind of a mindset is really needed or it's missing? Uh, so help me understand. Uh, what you're saying is that, uh, you know, uh, we very interoperably or rather, you know, we, 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 we equate leadership with designations, right? Yes. So we, it may not be. Uh, absolutely. Uh, and I 100% agree to it. Uh, see, uh, you know, there are a lot of things fundamentally which we uh, we are brought up with or we are taught to think yeah. or, or expect or know. Is like, for example, uh, you know, typically Indian parents or, or parents will say, okay, you know, uh, be successful and you'll be happy. Yeah. Okay. It's got nothing to do with it. Happiness has got nothing to do with success. Success may be just one part of it. So likewise, you know, uh, in, in leadership, it's not designations. Okay? You may have, uh, you know, some come in, uh, some become managers by virtue of their uh, degrees, you know, some some uh, become by virtue of their, uh, so, so, so there are multiple things, you know, some right. are like, okay, uh, it's just that they're the boss's favorite, so they go up, okay? Yeah. But very few, uh, you know, have it on their meritocracy. And in meritocracy, also, it's two types. There are one who are what I'll call it as SME, subject matter experts. Mm. They cannot handle team. Sure. Leadership is, is essentially team handling. Hmm. Okay. Uh, like they say, you can't choose a boss. Likewise, you can't choose your subordinates. Okay. Uh, what you have and what you can get out from them. And so, so my advice, as I say, is stop looking for perfection. Mm. Uh, stop looking for the right subordinates. Uh, your 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 leadership comes to the fore when uh, when when it's about you know you don't have uh, options or you don't have choices or 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 the fact that uh, uh, you don't get to choose, but how you get them together, harness them, work on people's strengths, you know. Every person can contribute. It's up to a leader to identify what he or she is good at. And wow. that you can only know in case, and it's not by, a resume will not do justice. It's by, you know, interacting. Sometimes, you know, what is written to what a person can be, many people don't know how to sell themselves. 
Mm. Right. Yeah. And normally, as they say in management, you know, uh, when things are not okay, your best workers are the silent ones and they leave. Mm. So, so for the leader, it is very essential to stay connected with people. Mm. Know what drives them. And, you know, I'll say press the right buttons mm. to get the right performance. So, uh, I mean, I've seen uh, normally, uh, uh, you know, whenever there is a, uh, a, a function to be organized or an event to happen, I've seen it's not about leaders. Some guys are like quick hustlers. They just take it on there. And then you realize, oh, I never realized this guy was so good. But he was able to do it. So the manager will take a backseat or a so-called leader manager will take a backseat. Yeah. Right? But these guys will take the front seat. So that's where I'll say that leadership again has got nothing and we have to change this mindset. Hmm. Stop equating managers to leaders. No. In fact, hell, even manager in itself is a, is a over... You don't become a manager by a designation. Yeah. Leadership is even one level up. If you're not able to manage your own team, you're not a manager. So forget about being a good manager. I mean, forget about being called a leader. You, if you are not able to manage your team, you're not even a good manager. Mm. So leadership is multiple levels up. Mm. And, and it's all about, so, you know, go back to history. Um, um, okay. Let me take you back. Uh, Alexander, he was a leader. You know, Bagger called, uh, you know, almost uh, conquered half the world, three fourth, and what at the age of 32, 33? That guy I'll call a leader. Mm. Uh, I would call a leader uh, uh, like Rommel. Uh, General Rommel, not many have heard about him in the Second World War. Uh, uh, he was uh, known as the Desert Fox. Limited resources, uh, but yet he fend off the uh, you know the eighth army the eighth english army which was three times its size in africa and he did not have any support from his distinct so those guys are leaders okay mahatma gandhi what did he have to offer nothing yeah nothing you know but he was able to harness people so uh, today if you are saying that i'll offer you money i'll offer you you know good perks and all and that makes me a leader sorry Leadership comes to the fore when you have nothing to offer, yet people stick by you. Because, you know, that's a very personal trait. Mm. You know, it, it, it's it's like, okay, this guy is good. Uh, China, uh, the long march, uh, when these guys had, uh, you know, they were fighting the uh, Chiang Kai-shek, uh, they went on an 800-mile journey, retreat. Uh, and people stuck because they believed and they believed in their leader. So leadership is all about when you have nothing to offer, yet people stick by you. That's where the lead, uh, your leadership traits emerge. Not with all that pomp and glory and aura and, you know. Yeah. That's not leadership. And what is key to this kind of a connection where people have your back, they are there with you, what what does it really take for a leader to create that? Okay. The first thing is, uh, you know, uh, I think is you set a personal example. Personal example, whether in terms of your ethics, whether it's in terms of your work, you know, uh, they need to see that. Mm. So so it's it's it's. Uh, you don't want to ask people to do what you cannot do. Mm. Yeah, you cannot sit in an air-conditioned tent and direct a war. You have to be right in the forefront. Why do you think the Indian Army uh, does so well? Why is it that against all odds have they won wars? Because the officers lead from the front. Mm. They're not sitting two kilometers back in an air-conditioned trailer and directing their troops. That's how the, you know, the casualties, the officer casualty ratio in the Indian Army is much higher. So they yeah. lead from the front. They lead by example. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, there is, uh, uh, I mean, it is called uh, 
there are three words and I'm forgetting the third one. It is called Naam, it is called Namak and it is called Nishan. That's the three things by which the Indian army goes through. Mm-hmm. Salt, uh, the name, uh, the reputation of your unit and the insignia. That's what you fight for. Okay. So, uh, at the end of it, it all boils down to your conduct. You have to be seen as fair. You have to be uh, seen as somebody who can or who will uh, do that work, right? Rather than, you know, hide behind. So, so just simply put, it's about these two things. Hmm. Your values and uh, your work. Got it. So then you're saying then that leadership actually begins with self-leadership. So before you lead people out there, it's about how you're leading yourself. And then that reflects in the way you're going to lead people out there. Got it. So uh, we see a lot of this missing today. Would you agree? Uh, You did mention that, uh, you know, that there are different versions of leadership and different ways of, you know, uh, um, naming somebody a leader, etc. and that has an impact, right? So w- would you like to talk a little bit about having the leaders who are leading by example, who are walking the talk, how they are conducting, they're mindful of that versus leadership by whatever other virtue. How does that overall impact organizations? And why is it that, why do we put up with this? Good question. Uh, see, today, uh, I don't know, the ecosystem is such that nobody thinks in the long term about the organization. Mm. It's all about, okay, my innings, let me pass it without a, you know, let it go pass on without a noise. Yeah. I don't care. Okay. And uh, a lot of, so, for an organization, no, 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 no. Let's take the example of Tatas. Mm-hmm. Okay, they've been here for 125 years. It's a hundred year plus old group. Okay. What is it that we'll attribute to them that they have? You know, they they not only and I I'll quote uh, something which is on the back of your this thing: survive or thrive. Not only survive, but they've thrived. Firstly is they saw the signals, they reinvented themselves. Secondly, their basic ethos, they did not change. Mm. They only changed the business model with times, but not their ethos. That remained consistent. And that's what helped them where they are. See, a lot of people uh, tend to, or, or, you know, uh, say that the, their value system, they, they attribute it because the business has changed. So we have to change our values. No. You don't need to. You need to adapt, yes. But that doesn't mean you compromise with your core values. Sure. And and that's that's is, I think, one of the reasons which people, again, like, you know, leaders being, a lot of people calling themselves leaders. And the same thing is happening now uh, with this is about organizations, you know, uh, saying because the nature of business has changed, so uh, we need to change our value system. Chalta hai. Doesn't, mm. really doesn't work. Mm. Chalta hai for those times. Then will you again reinvent yourself if those things change? And 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 then, you know, uh, when people say, okay, uh, we can hire employees, I can hire, uh, you know, I'll get you money or something, I tell them, fine. You're not hiring employees or you're not hiring, uh, you know, people out. You're hiring mercenaries. Who at this point of time will do your work. But the moment they get more money, they'll just scoot. Because there is nothing called, uh, you know, a value system which we are giving or offering or even looking at. Today, we are just looking at, okay, do you know this? Fine, come on. But what are your ethos? What are your values? Are they compatible? We don't talk about it. 
Yeah. Right. Uh, so, so, so that's 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 where the dichotomy is. Mm. You know, hiring is uh, today. You know, hell. What do I talk about? What do I talk to a prospective employee about my ethos or ecosystem? So that's 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 one of those values, uh, which if I have, I will look into. But mm. if I cannot define my own values or ethos systems, or they are just Tell me one thing. It's a very simple thing. In a household, do we have values plastered all across the walls to remind each family member? No. It is, it is you know, you breathe, you practice. Okay. So just by plastering them on the organization saying, okay, this is what it is, right? And somebody has to, you know, demonstrate those values. And it's a selective demonstration of values. Yeah. You know, the leadership say, done with it. We just got it. The others are supposed to practice it. Doesn't work. Mm. Right. So, so that that is something which is missing. It's sadly missing. Yeah, and it's interesting that um, I can't tell you the number of leaders who, when I work with them, and they have no idea about what their core values are. And then comes the second. The second stage where are my values aligned with the organization that I am working with? Um, quite interesting, doesn't make them good or bad, but the point is that, you know, how much attention do we even pay to the basics, the fundamentals, you know? And yeah, I think like you rightly said, the, the whole value, and that's where the, culturally something is missing, you know? So where do you see this shifting? Like when we say, who does a leader need to be? What I'm hearing is somebody uh, who is walking the talk, somebody, the way he conducts himself, the way he uh, stands rock solid for his values. And then, of course, that passes on and then the team feels it and everybody around. But the fact also remains, as I see it, is that it flows from top to bottom. So a lot of times when, uh, you know, the leaders at a lower levels of hierarchy when they are willing to do the work and they say, I really want to have a good working environment and I'm, um, okay, what needs to be done so that I can turn around the relationships and have a good camaraderie with my boss, etc. cetera. Um, it, it, it's not, you know, sustainable because it's not reciprocated from the top. So then it has to flow from top to bottom. Where where do you think or, or uh, where should the work start? I'm sure there's lots happening and I don't know how much are we present to this at a broader level, but where should it start? See, uh, you know, one of the things which I see is uh, uh, or, or one of the traits which yeah. today uh, leadership in leadership is very essential is resilience. Yeah. Okay. Um, today, I see most of the leaders they crumble under pressure, and 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 they they like you know osmosis. You you know, I'm not read much of bio, but it's about you know they just pass it on. Yeah. You know, so today with the subordinate, there is no ozone layer which separates them from you know. So if, if if the heat comes from the top, it is directly you know passed on to the subordinate. Okay, that's the biggest failure of so-called leaders. Mm. I, I remember when we were youngsters, uh, we would have sometimes managers whom we can call leaders. He would you know he would what you know blast the living daylights out of us. He would be a taskmaster. Mm. But he would not let anybody say anything about his team. You say you pass through me. Mm. Yeah. Now it's like bypass through me. Mm. So, so when there's no protection, everybody is out to say himself. And and then you then and ironically, then you have the goal to say that I'm a leader. Yeah. Uh, you know, you can't have a zero error syndrome. You cannot yes. have uh, people. If they're people, they'll make mistakes. And if they're your people, you need to own it up. 
so if if you if you if you want to take the glory and have the guts to take the uh, you know the downfall also that is not there and that's missing mm. so this this permeability uh, of 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 pressure uh, if, if something hits at the top it's made sure it the bottommost guy also gets equally hit mm. and that creates uh, you know uh, normally what happens is uh, the the lowermost layer is the most vulnerable as, uh, as they say you know a small if somebody sneezes in new york and you have a tsunami out here so uh that uh, and for want of a better correlation but the fact of the matter remains then these guys start thinking too much and then and, and then we say that uh, you know they these guys don't stick because they pass on pressure hmm now today times are yes uh, as compared to earlier today is what we call as a vuka world people like to say hmm but in a vuka world your ethos cannot change your your values cannot change you 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 need to this is something which is missing and i don't think anything is happening on that front we may call we may talk about as many things as we would like to but i don't think anyone's addressing this issue i talked to so today uh, I, i'll tell you quarter of a century in this earlier you know i would have uh, so called HODs or VPs or something, those buggers were rock solid. Mm. Nothing would fray them. It's not that we never had, uh, um, you know, chaos at that point of time. We never had issues at that point of time. But they would not get. Today, the more I talk to people, the more they're insecure. Oh. Okay, and insecurity, uh, you know, people are not trained how to handle insecurity. Normally. the worst come out of when you're insecure you know your survival instinct is the maximum yes. okay so so it's 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 only uh, very few organizations uh, which train you how to handle uh, you know insecurity hmm right uh, yeah or how, how do you face it yeah uh, right people grumble right right and and that, that's happening and and the second thing which is there is uh, again not because i'm sitting on this side of the fence but uh uh i i uh, you know i respect ability right today you you may be a youngster but if you are able i respect that but there is no uh, you know that's only one side of the coin the other side is experience No. So you say, you know, I'm going only going to hire people under a certain age bracket because you know I can relate to them. Well, then again, you are cutting down on your leadership. You are uncomfortable with leading people who are, you know, I call it like a a diversity quotient. Hmm. Yeah. The diversity is only, you know, in uh, when we talk about diversity, we just talk about uh, in terms of the gender. diversity is not gender diversity is age diversity is religion diversity is uh, you know what you call uh, physical uh, this thing uh, you know people who are physically that's how you capture diversity mm. but then people are loath to do that and then you want to call yourself a leader mm. so yeah that also is uh, you know uh, and that's why there is so much of uh, you know uh, they can why reinvent the wheel again and again when somebody can tell you okay this can be done this way why do you want to go through that that's what is happening with the so called younger generation now mm. the startup generation mm. an organization is about manners and planners okay uh, i have handled retail retail the the store associate out there is just supposed to ensure that you know 
the SKUs are there on this thing. It's the billing guy who is key because how quickly you get billed, he's key to it. But if you put a store associate as a billing guy and a billing guy as a, this thing, they will not like it. So there is role for everyone. You cannot have suddenly everybody that in my organization will be either from IITs or IIMs or something like that. Who will do the other work? Mm. So, I mean, I, I just put it like this. So there is dialogue in Diwana. I have a car, I have a bungla. So the mark is there. I And this gets okay. Where is the mother? That's the same thing which is happening. Everybody is out. Okay, I need to hire. Nobody, you know, thinks it through that what will that person end up doing? And will he like doing it? And then we talk about admission. Hmm. Hmm. Why is this happening? Is it because the, I mean, it's like a race, like you said, a majority of them are exactly doing this, you know. So they're, um, at what point, you know, does it need to be addressed? Like it's not been addressed, but isn't it somewhere about the, or okay, maybe we can start by talking about a leader which you witnessed who's kind of shifted or you see him or her as the leader that we're talking about who is he being to be that powerful leader who's walking the talk and he's in the same kind of a similar environment and yet he's being that leader so if we can talk and pull out a little bit around that maybe so i'll tell you uh what normally happens is uh any organization you know who we'll say have a toxic work culture, hmm. so to say, will not change itself till the time they trip. Hmm. Right. And when they trip, hmm. perhaps the last thing which comes in their mind is, is it because of a work culture? Hmm. Okay. Uh, and that happens in a majority of organizations. I have worked with some CEOs okay, uh, who did not have those designations, who did not even perhaps had, uh, not forget, designation on the word, uh, the qualifications. They were not IITs, IIMs or something. Sure. But the man management skills was very good. Mm. Uh, my CEO in Reliance, uh, it's been almost 14 years now. I have quit Reliance. Yeah, almost more than, in fact, 17 years. But even if I call him now and I feel like calling him, okay, he still remembers my wife's name. He remembers my kids' names. He asked him. So that's something, you know, it's not about he threw money at me. Yeah. Nothing like that. It's just that, that relationship, that connect he built. That today is missing. You know, uh, uh, I I still practice. Uh, you know, you'll see people will chat on WhatsApp for half an hour, but they'll not pick up the phone and call. Yeah. So <clears throat> we are so much in awe of technology, or we got so fascinated by it, but that we are forgetting our <clears throat> our core things. We're getting away from it, and we're getting more restless without realizing it. So if you want to be called a leader, do you know your people? Yeah. Yeah. And and if you think you're a leader, then all those people who have left you, <clears throat> have they are they still in touch with you? Because now you don't have a designation. I mean, to them you're not the boss. Then 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 have the courage to call yourself a leader. Uh, you were a leader of good times. Or were you a leader in adversity? Mm. So, uh, I think, again, as I say, uh, suddenly money was thrown in. <clears throat> People got, uh, you know, uh, elevated beyond their competencies. And, and this is just like what happened in 1999. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry for my throat. But, uh, you know, you had the dot-com boom and the dot-com bust. It took six months. I was in Silicon Valley. Mm -hmm. You just need to have an idea and you need to say dot-com. You would be, 
you know, funds would be thrown at you. The same thing we witnessed two years ago. Mm. Crazy money, crazy valuations. And now look at the hubris or the debris which is all around. Uh, have people learned from it? Maybe. But have they acknowledged that this was the reason? What we are ending up doing is we are uh, we are we are actually spoiling the whole next generation. Mm. We're not talking them about how slow and steady, you know, brick by brick. We we just encouraging them. You know, you need to take that leap of faith. So the only beacon which is showed out there is the person who's made it, and not about the thousands who fallen through the crevices. So now, okay, and I, but I'm an optimist. I think sooner or later this realization will come in hmm. that uh, ultimately it's all about people. Yeah. In fact, you know, uh, Saturday morning. In fact, yeah, I got up early. And I started. Uh, so just posted a on LinkedIn. And I would urge you to go through that. So it's a, a longish one, but the end of it is that, you know, it's about our fascination with technology. And I tell them, you know, so I said, even in, you know, if you see the, the Marvel universe, so I tell people that, I mean, I say that in the end, Iron Man killed Thanos and not his suit. So technology will never, ever replace people. Okay. Yeah. We'll get over technology. You know, the, uh, our fascination with uh, the technology it will become obsolete because it has got nothing new to offer. Something better will come in. We'll discard this. I, I've been in telecom. We used to have those uh, phones which were, you know, the not the smartphones. We came yeah. in from that era. But how quickly we went through it. Right. Every year, you know, the same. You know, today everybody's talking about an iPhone 15. Next year will be iPhone 16. We'll be out to discard this. But in a relationship, we don't do that. Do we ever get tired of our family? Do we ever get tired of our friends or even our enemies? Yeah. Because they keep on evolving. And they evolve because the human brain evolves. Yeah. Right? Technology is created by human brains. And we are out to put a majority of this into the ventilator. Let technology. No, it's not. It's not God. It's an, it's it's a it's like money, a sure. good slave but a poor master. I think high time we start using that instead of money. It's about technology. Yeah. Yeah. So so that's not happening. That good old leaders are fading away. Hmm. Um, and and then we have this virtual universe which we go seamlessly in and out. Hmm. Uh, you know, we post something, we'll see how many likes we got. Uh, what has been our views and then we come back to the real world and we realize we are very lonely then we again go back to this world yeah you know so so what are we hungry for we basically hungry for recognition mm. right uh, uh, we are hungry for acknowledgement yeah. yeah at the end of the day you know the same thing is in an organization yeah we've forgotten how to acknowledge people absolutely yes so, 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 uh, you know, one of the things which, and I'm talking about early uh, 2000, when the IT industry started booming and it started coming on age, in fact, late 90s, uh, there would be a lot of attrition issues with the same story, 30%, 40%. And then somewhere I realized that it was not about, you know, giving them toys. It's not that those guys were not spoiled silly. I remember organizations having five-star meals. They had a dating allowance in that time. And NIT was known for all this, yet people were unhappy. It was partly to do with the nature of work. Yeah. You know, it, it's a machine you're interacting with. Okay, so how does it matter when you open it with screen opens? Hmm. Right? Uh, 
these have been manufacturing at least you know the workers they talk to each other something so there was a human interaction so wherever there is a human bonding so what we did fundamentally wrong was that uh, we never recognized the nature of work and we started giving them more toys more money uh, more foreign trips or something when essentially we never worked in uh, building a glue or a stickability which was about getting to ask a simple question how are you Hmm. How do you feel? Yeah. Yeah. And, and we continue the same thing now. Hmm. Uh, whenever you change for a job or something, you get a 30% hike. I can assure you for the first three months, the payslip looks nice. Otherwise, later on, then again, you start discovering, your, you start figuring out what's your purpose. Why are you here? I mean, are you, are you getting? So essentially, uh, equating... Uh, Money with recognition is like the bottommost layer of the Maslow's need hierarchy theory. Yeah. People um, are there in, for something else. We organizations have still not been able to figure out that missing block. Mm. Is, you know, a human being is nothing but a jigsaw of puzzles. Right. There's a missing link. So you become that missing link, they will never leave you. Hmm. But, but that's the last thing which we do. Yeah. Yeah. True. I think somewhere uh, you spoke about the connect, uh, which is kind of gone missing and uh, we never think about it. And I know of leaders who who have their personal lives messed up. It's it's painful for them. Not Not easy to navigate that whole thing who have their baby health messed up, you know, and, and of course that has a ripple effect. So the professional life cannot be happier, you know, so they're dealing with all of that. And yet I think this whole idea of let me first work on this, this is fundamental. No, I still look at what's happening of that. What's happening at the workplace, you know, is this happening? What's happening with your spouse or your children has, it's hurting you. You wish for it to get right, but you're not, putting in the work that is needed for that. Like, can I just let it be and maybe attend to it? Similarly, I'm spending 12 hours in a day or 10 hours in a day at my workplace. Can I attend to this? So not that I don't understand. I know this is messed up. But one, we are so given up. Oh, if my boss doesn't appreciate, if my colleague doesn't do this, if my subordinate doesn't do this, then nothing can change. So the taking charge, the ownership, I think has completely gone missing. Oh, I see leaders say, Asta, what are you talking about? You have no idea. No, no, no. That's not how it works. Right, right. So that's one thing. And then two, the the whole thing has kind of overpowered me so much. I feel, okay, let it be. That's how it's going to be. You know, as I, I read somewhere, they say yeah. that you grow old. Yeah. The only question that are going to be asked of you is, uh, how's your health and how's your children? Nobody's going to ask you which car you drive and which house you remain. Like I said, you know, our generation was brought up with that thing about, uh, and and we and we passed it on to our kids is that success is equal to happiness. Yeah. Uh, what you're saying is absolute. People, we talk amongst us. I think, doesn't this guy have a conscious? How can he do this? Then you realize that they, they don't even know there's something called a conscious. No. You know, like, you know, we say, how is it that you can face yourself in the mirror after doing this? What? It's dead. Yeah. Uh, you know, that endless cycle of chase and something. And trust me, their fall is the biggest. Not that I mean bad for them. I feel sorry for them. Yeah. You know, because yeah, at the end of the day, one day you will wake up and you realize there's one world which does not exist, which yeah. is office. Mm, yeah, okay. it's home, and, and and that's something which you know, uh, because you've spent so little time or something, they're used to you not being there. Yeah, and that question comes in is, I did all this for you, and they said we never asked you. So true. So, yeah. So, so, yeah, it is. Uh, you know, uh, 
I have this conversation with my father sometimes. I said, you know, and he tells me, you're spoiling your kids. And it happened directly. You give them everything at once. Yeah. I said, it's fundamentally because, you know, uh, we were brought up with a single thing of saying, I mean, whenever we asked for something, you said no. Mm. You never explained why no. Yeah. So we always, you know, thought that we were a deprived one. <laughs> so when we, it was in our hands, I said, we will not let the same thing happen to our kids. Yeah. And now we crave that we spoil them so silly. And also, one thing which is very common in my generation, we don't know what is enough. Yeah. I know of some of my friends who have two houses, three houses, some of them got five flats. I said, what, I mean, what do you have breakfast in one? <laughs> you have lunch in the second or the third. Why are you acquiring assets? I have no clue. It's just that, you know, I think that insecurity thing makes mm -hmm. them pride. Yeah. I think uh, to me, uh, I'll say the richest man is one who, you know, and, and I won't say my age, but maybe as a senior citizen, you're the richest guy. If you can afford to say, I will have this. I don't like this. Who yeah. comes to food. You know, I, I know of people who've left everything that they like because health issues. So, and if I'm allowed to use vernacular, uh, I got this lesson uh, around 20 years ago. Mm. I was uh, on the road and I was going to a particular place. We had to pick somebody on the way. So while waiting for him, I just got out of the car. It was like May, June or something. And there was this small guy who was covered. And I asked him to give me a cup of tea. So he gave me a small, you know, kasura or something. I think I would have had two sips and I saw that guy coming in. I started looking around for a place to throw my, this thing. He told me, he said, sab, ek baat pushen. I said, yeah. Ke liye kaam karte? And I went around, you know, like we are wired to <laughs> this, that, blah, blah. He said, nahin. Phir se pooch, you know, aap kiske liye kaam karte? And you know, by that time, I was like puzzled. I said, Tum bhi bata do kiske liye kaam karte? Uh. You work for your stomach. Essentially, you work for your stomach. Or agar aapke paas uske liye time nahi hai, then you're the poorest guy on this planet. He said that? Yeah. And it hit me so hard. And after that, I decided that, you know, I'll not watch my phone. I mean, I'm having my meal. My, you know, my wife's prepared that I will at least severe the taste, the flavors. Otherwise, what is it? It's a very assumed thing. Get it? Gulp it. It's like a chore to be done. True. Like brushing your teeth, so you're eating your meal. It's totally emotionless. And I see this happening. You know, people on the move, they're on the call, and they're eating, and I say, oh, God, I mean, you are truly cursed. So to say. So, 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 I don't remember the proverb exactly, but they say, no, it's so, uh, it, it, such as, it is so simple, but it is so difficult to be simple. Hmm. You know, we can't think of a very simple answers. We are wired to think of very complex things. Yeah. And, 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 and add to that is technology. If you have a headache, you just Google that I have a headache. They'll say, I don't. Max and Google say, you have got three months to live. <laughs> so, so, you know, we... we We've stopped appreciating simple things. Yeah. Yeah. And and I and, and the true stunning beauty is in simplicity. In anything, in any of your actions. You know, uh, uh I, I, I admonish a child and I buy him an expensive toy is not the same as I, you know, I, I I spend some time with them, play perhaps some cricket or something. He'll be more happy. Yeah. Same is the case with employees. Yeah. 
you know you say okay i'm going to do an rnr where i'm going to recognize you but less 364 days i'm going to make life hell for you and then you say that you know people are not loyal yeah you don't you shouldn't have anything to offer but treat them anybody coming to work you know why do we call it as dignity of labor all of us go to work because it's a compulsion to go to work hmm. it's not a choice hmm and 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 that compulsion is more at the bottommost sections of strata of society mm-hmm. uh when covid stuck who and covid was a rich man's disease people went abroad and they got them back so who was the first line of defense in the condominium the poor guard who got just 12000 bucks mm-hmm. you know we would tell him hamara saman le lena hamara hi le lena but simply his need of work was more i think that guy should have been the most appreciated yeah so those small things you know is what it takes lovely so i think the two big things that i'm um, hearing as we kind of wind this up uh, dr mukul is number one the the connect that you spoke about and yeah. i think that fundamentally stems from my connect with myself you know when when that's missing then it's it's just not there so connecting with people whoever it is um at a very profound level and the second what you just mentioned is making things very simple you know uh, little things can turn around the whole game you know it's so amazing it's miraculous almost you know like you mentioned a word acknowledgement you mentioned like how are you treating people just just a very basic thing you know and if those things which are so basic which do not need degrees can be uh, you know uh, put into action and it's a way of being you know how you're being as a leader so the connect and that making things simple even in the leadership can just um, you know turn around the whole game but the other thing that we spoke about is where how much people are because they're not connected with themselves and it's all everything is so superficial Right, right, right. And which can never bring you happiness. So no matter where you reach in that journey, you're not feeling happy. That hollow is always there because it's superficial and um, it's painful. Like you said, you know, I feel sorry for them. So if only we can, uh, the, I think the the message. What would be your message to uh, the leaders, the leaders that exist today, the leaders that are there across? What is it that I mean? the work that needs to be done which is extremely important and uh, that is probably being missed out then they think no 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 this is this can take a back seat it's okay but there are more important things that i need to do so well, what would be your closing remarks not very big one but i'll say go back to basics mm. okay we we losing touch with basics yeah basic civility yeah uh trust me uh, uh just asking a subordinate how are you ya kya haal hai tere you know yeah right and it, it should not come out as a chore you know? yeah it, it has to be sounding very natural or you know once in a while you know instead of giving him a gift check of 50k or something you just put a arm across the shoulder and walk on the corridor you know you just see that pride they have you have to you know you have to be one of them they have to see you as one of them and trust me even if you have nothing to offer no they'll still hang by yeah you know so so again go back to basics and uh, they say no that people are to be you know respected and technology is meant to be used the other, not way. The other way around <laughs> so 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 don't get blindsided by what technology has to offer yeah of course it's a good tool but value your people yeah they're the only ones where in one and one can make 11 they defy logic yeah okay so uh, it's all about people hmm you know very true yeah just, just, just remember that yeah 
Yeah. And those leaders who say that, no, 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 that's not how it works. If I do this or if I be this, I, I, I'll just say, karke dekho. Ek bar karke yeah. As simple as when you start your, you know, this thing, just ask the lift man mm. or the, the security guy. Kya hal hai tere? You see the smile on his face. Yeah. Or the driver. Start with the lowest. Yeah. And they teach you a lot of, uh, you know, lessons in, uh, in, 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 of life because they've seen it. They've seen the worst of life firsthand, and not from a, at a twenty thousand feet. They've seen it grounds up. So they'll yeah. teach you lessons in life, and yeah. those lessons are important. Very true. Yeah. Very true. Lovely. This was beautiful. And I think it came down to no big jargons, no uh, high funda mantras that you must be this. This is what you need to be. Be as a leader. There's nothing that you need to do just by virtue of who you're being. Right. You know, you just turn around the whole thing. The whole experience for yourself and for the people around. For the others. Right. Yeah. And, and, and you'll realize you'll be in a much happier uh, yes. space. Yes. So my son runs a sort of a social enterprise or something. I mean, we were 18, 19. And he taught, I mean, he used to write, he said, when I feel, when I do good, I feel good. So yes. you're doing yourself a favor. Yes. Yes. You know, you're not doing anybody a favor. You're doing yourself a favor. Yes. And and somewhere, you know, it's karma. It's like, a, it's going yeah. to come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And it manifests itself in various forms. Yeah. You will never be able to relate how that happened, but it does. Yeah. So not because of fear of that. Yeah. The fact of the matter remains that, you know, for your own mental wellness. Very as true. the fact today now is. Yeah. Very true for your own well-being. Very true. And and the beauty of it is it's all so experiential when you be that person or you do stuff. If it doesn't work for you, discard it. No worries. But if it works for you and if you really experience that profound happiness, then you would not want to leave it, you know. But And, and the best thing is, you know, in this, or, or, or I put another caveat, don't expect. Yeah. You just say, I did good to this, so I'm going to remember it. Now, when is going to turn me back? Then, <laughs> it has to come as a natural. Yeah. Do it, forget it. Like, that way, Bhagavad Gita is like, you know, it's really profound in its philosophy. Karam karo fal ki chinta mat karo. Yeah, true. Lovely. So that was a very uh, profound and yet very powerful message. And I would urge all the leaders across the organization, in the organizations, across the hierarchy, to, uh, to reflect on where... Where do you stand with respect to your happiness and with respect to your experience of being a leader and people's experience of you? And then get down to, you know, trying and doing stuff that is needed, you know, which is getting on with the work. There's nothing wrong with anybody. He's a good leader. He's, none of us is a born leader. But, uh, you know, I, I definitely say reach out, work with people, reach out to people in your organizations, whoever you feel is like, wow, you know, I love being in his energy and get down to doing the work that's necessary. It is all learnable. It's all some a skill that can be acquired. That's the beauty of it. But do that for your sake first. And then of course, for people's sake as well. And yeah. Thank you so much, Dr. Mukul. Such a pleasure. I really loved this um, conversation. It was uh, quite insightful, enriching, and I'm sure people are going to have their own takeaways. So I'll request everybody to please share your takeaways in the comments. As you see these, we're going to put a teaser on the LinkedIn also, so you'll know when the full episode is going to come out for all the people. And if you have any questions that you want to put out and you would want an answer, please share that as well. Yeah, and we'd love to hear from you. So thank you so much. Thank you, Asan. Thank you for having me on this show. Yeah, yeah thank you so much. It.
Thank you for watching this week's episode of Asta Unplugged series on hashtag Happy Me Podcast. Now, if at any point you resonated and you could sense this possibility for you to express your higher potential, and you're absolutely committed that I no longer want to be stuck in my limiting beliefs, the thoughts, the limiting feelings, emotions, and then the behaviors, and all of that that holds me back from creating what I desire, then reach out to us. All you need to do is type in the word thrive on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram, whatever works for you. The word is thrive, and we will reach out to you. We will connect with you, and let's together explore how you can move beyond all these barriers and create, turn into the possibility that you are, the beautiful person that you are, but somewhere that's hidden, you're holding it back, right? This is your opportunity. The word is thrive, either LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram. I look forward to connecting. Thank you.